0: Welcome to the Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us.
1: Hey Phenoms, welcome back. Today is episode 27, Owning 2022. To learn more about us in the
0: show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. And while you're there, check out our Patreon program where you can make a pledge to support the show financially. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms.
1: Let's talk about, uh, you know, Owning 2022, um, New Year's has passed and... And, uh, you know, a lot of that time of year is a lot about, you know, reflecting on the year before and, and kind of, um, thinking about things you want to accomplish and resolutions for, for the next year. And, um, you know, me and Logan thought it'd be a good time to discuss, you know, good, uh, good habits in, in, in approaching that and, and kind of just and get everybody off on a, a good start and a focused start.
0: Yeah. I think, uh you know, new year's time to, uh, kind of revisit not only all of our goals in general, but you know, what's upcoming, what we want the new year to look like, what we want to focus on. I think it's just kind of a good time to actually, you know, start planning. Um, I've always kind of had a, a weird thing about new year's resolutions. And I think, um, a lot of it derives from not not the fact that New Year's resolutions are bad, but I think for me a lot of it is kind of how they're done. To me, I look at it less as a resolution so much and, and more of just an overall set of goals. Um, I think a lot of times, I don't know, I think resolutions can be one of those things that are just kind of done on a whim um, and kind of spur of the moment. Sometimes I feel like people feel... Oftentimes, like they almost have to pick something. Yeah, almost
1: obligated. Yeah,
0: and um, so I think a lot of times that stuff kind of goes really without much planning or thought behind it. It's it's more of a quick, oh, I'm going to do X, Y, or Z, and there's no real backing as to why or how uh, things like that,
1: and. I think that comes a little bit with the time of year, right? Because you, you, we get to the fall, and then it's like a blink, and it's all gone. And the year's over. And um, I think that Logan's right. A lot of people do kind of just spare the moment or haphazardly make um, resolutions on, you know, I'd like to do this or that. And it's kind of like a thought, and then it's gone. Um and I think that, you know, it's one of those things that really I, – I try – to my, my best, you know, to the best of my ability to at least reflect on the year before and kind of look at things that that I've done well or things that maybe I wanted to do last year that I didn't end up doing, or um, and kind of you know reflect on what what is it that maybe caused me to stumble or caused me to not do as well as I wanted to um, coming into the new year. And I think that you know having that ability can at least give you some form of base, right. To start the, the planning of the next year.
0: Yeah. And you brought up a good point too. I like the, the reflection piece of that, you know, because that's something I think too, that we often lose sight of, you know, is, is looking back on the last year. And I think sometimes we're always so forward focused, which is good, but you know, your point of reflecting and what did I not get accomplished that maybe I still would like to accomplish
1: um, or what could I have done better? Um, And also like looking at like, what did I do well and what, why did that end up well as opposed to the other goals or other ambitions?
0: Yeah. Well, that could be a huge piece too, right? Because if you had success doing a certain goal or set of goals with, you know, certain components that helped you, more easily get those things accomplished, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you pull that into the new year's goals and apply them to those too, if they're able to be applied and then you can still continue that great success.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good like, like base for, um, just kind of deciding what it, what do you really want out of this coming year? Uh, I think that, you know, we kind of mentioned it, but it just goes so fast we seem to just step right into the new year and things keep trekking along. And before you know it, it's going to be June, July. And, you know, <clears throat> without having goals or um, a good plan, I think that, you know, we'll end up where most people end up in the resolution and it won't get accomplished. Yeah,
0: 100%. And I think that, like I said earlier, a big part of like New Year's resolutions to me is kind of more just how people go about doing them, how people go about setting them up and really about how much planning and effort goes into it. And I think that typically, not always, and I'm not usually when I make any sort of statement, it's not a blanket statement, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think with new year's resolutions, we often just set ourselves up for failure because of how we go about setting up that new year's resolution. And I think a lot of people look at it less as a list of goals which we should, in my opinion, always have a, a list of running goals that we're wanting to accomplish. To me, that list should never kind of dwindle out. As things fall off or get accomplished, we should be revisiting that and adding to. And I think new year is a good time to do that. But with all goals, they should be planned out in a smart manner. And when done properly, I think that we just set ourselves up for better success than your quote unquote New Year's resolution that you would commonly think of where it's like a spur of the moment um, type deal. And so we kind of wanted to go into some of the reasons and common causes that New Year's resolutions fail and then kind of follow back up with how we can be successful with our resolutions or our goals. So um, I know that many times I think with New Year's resolutions, one of the biggest things that happen is people kind of put the cart before the horse and they don't really plan things out in a realistic or an attainable manner.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a, you know, just spare the moment and not really, I don't know. I think in general resolutions are kind of just looked at as a, a little teaser of a goal almost where you try to, you know, pick something that you think you can accomplish. And, um, but it is spare the moment and not really planned. Um, or, you know, it might, it could be something that's unrealistic or, um, you know, not as attainable as we think, just throwing something at the wall. Um, I think a, you know, a big part of that is that like, if you take something that's not really planned out well or something that, um, really isn't that important to you too, I think is another problem. Um, you run the risk of not tracking your progress. And then I think ultimately what happens a lot of times people forget because there are no checks and balances and there are no, um, you know, forward thought or something to provoke your thought about it throughout the year. And it just kind of fades away as other things become more important. And, um, you know, you're not being accountable for those decisions. Yeah. Well, a
0: lack of tracking is huge with, with any goal. And I think that that's one of the big things that um, differentiate just a simple new year's resolution or that typical idea of one anyway, Mm -hmm. versus a goal like a true goal that you're setting up and you're committing to and you're wanting to attain is with the new year's resolutions. A lot of times we don't plan that far ahead. We don't plan the tracking piece of it. We just pick something out of the air because we oh, yeah. feel like we have to pick a goal or a resolution for the year. And and there it is, that's what I'm gonna do this year. And we often end up failing because we don't track that progress as we go. And um, I think that ultimately, it's something that we don't track it because how motivated were we really to do it, right? And that's another key piece, is the motivation aspect, something that's really true, like truly like in our core that we want to do, we want to accomplish. And part of that, though, goes into that tracking piece. Tracking keeps us kind of excited. We can kind of start to see how we got from point A to point B. and it allows
1: you to, you know, catch whenever you're not, whenever you're kind of falling away from your goal or um, can help push you back on track.
0: Exactly. And it, and it keeps that motivation kind of, Um, heightened, if you will. Um, But I think another piece too, and I've seen this quite a bit, is like friend groups or groups of coworkers, things like that, Um, even families, whatever, they might even come together and kind of mutually all pick one goal. And This could be good or bad, right? It could be really good because if everybody is just as invested in that goal as the other person, then that's pretty awesome because now you've got accountability partners, which I mean, drives success through the roof in most cases. But the problem is, is usually when we have a group effort like that, there's maybe one or two people in that group that kind of pop that idea up and... When we start to find a consensus through that group that a majority of the people are for that goal, whether that's peer pressure or Mm. true actual motivation for whatever that resolution is, you know, you start to see people kind of dwindle off that list once you start moving forward with it because only some of the group was actually motivated to do it
1: yeah and i think that's like that's another big part of it is you got to make sure that you know when you do make these uh resolutions or goals that it is something that kind of falls in line with your why and why um why what's my you know what's my why for life what's my why for my health and fitness what's my why in every aspect of your life and make sure that that Goal resolution is something that actually is important to you. Cause like Logan said, if it's not, I guarantee you in the first couple of months, you're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, the,
0: the thing is, is everything that we do in our life, we should be able to kind of bolster it with our why. I mean, if you can't answer why you're doing something,
1: Probably then no reason to
0: be doing it. Exactly. You're just doing, you're not, there's not actually like a method or a motivation or a desire behind it. It's, it's just there. It just exists. So how successful are you going to be if you don't have something, some driving force behind you as to why you're doing something? And I think that pops into the last thing for us that that I've at least identified in my own life is setting up just very vague or generalized resolutions or goals. Um, and they're often just lacking specific components um, for the tracking and or the accountability piece, which is so massive when we're trying to accomplish a goal of some sort. And when we we do something like this, a lot of times, for example, I see this a lot, I've done it myself, is I want to lose weight, right? Just that, that's all, right? So my New Year's resolution is to lose weight. Mm-hmm. well, that's great. That's an awesome New year's resolution, but that in and of itself, just that mere thought that mere like noting it down or you know whatever picking that simply isn't enough at least for most people and to me, that is kind of an example of a really poor goal, not because of the the goal itself but because we just stopped right there. We said, okay, I'm going to pick a new year's resolution that I'm going to lose weight. And then that's it. And then we just what kind of see what happens.
1: Yeah. It's almost like a wish where you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, I want to lose weight, but you have no idea how to start. You have no idea where you want to get to. You have no idea where you want to go. Um, you don't even know the first step. You're just kind of thinking, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. So for me, a good goal would be I do want to lose weight this year. I'm going to set a goal for myself this year to lose weight. And then you break it down. You apply the smart goal theory to it or some other, you know, there's tons of them out there, but the smart goal, which we've talked about before on the show, um, it, it's a kind of a tried and true method that at least somewhat helps set you up for success. Obviously at the end of the day, you still have to drive after it. You have to keep your motivation up and, and kind of just be relentless with it. But it sets you up with some parameters, some checks and balances that allows you to move forward with it. And the first of those is being specific. So we, we picked that, okay, we want to lose weight this year. That's what we're aiming to do. But how much, like, what is, what is a reasonable amount of weight that you want to lose over the course of this next year? that's going to make you happy that you're going to feel fulfilled and feel accomplished.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, finding that number for yourself is, is important and really narrows it down and allows you to, again, build off of this smart goal method where you can add in different aspects to keep yourself on track. Um, you know, once you know, I want to lose weight, it's X, then, uh, you kind of move through the goal and it goes into measurable. So you want to set up a way to track, um, how you are losing weight and how, how, how is your goal progressing? Are you doing well? Are you doing bad? And what time periods are you going to check that? Um, when me and Logan were talking about it, we kind of discussed 20 pounds would be a goal. Um, and an example of, of measurability would be maybe breaking that 20 pounds into quarters, right? Four quarters, uh, in a year. So at the first quarter mark, you'd want to lose five pounds. Um, along with the measurability in. in You know, setting up the time periods of checkpoints and um, making sure you're meeting those checkpoints is if you get to, you know, the first quarter and you've lost 10 pounds, you're already halfway to your goal. Well, then you should probably reassess your overall goal. So you go back, adjust a specific goal, or if it's good enough, then you would adjust the, the, the checkpoints as you go along, but at least taking the time to look at those and assess and see where I'm at. And then if you are behind, then you have to adjust the next checkpoint and the next checkpoint um, just to make sure that you can get there and and make those changes.
0: Yeah. And, you know, speaking of checkpoints and and getting there, the third thing with a SMART goal is it's attainability or achievability. Um, I've seen both used, but either which way is making sure that your goal is well thought out and something that, that, you know, is realistic and, and possible. Right. And that this is something that I could accomplish Mm -hmm. given the effort. Right. And, and I think that's a huge thing because sometimes, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm all for overshooting goals because I'd rather overshoot it and, get something accomplished than nothing but ultimately if you're really trying to measure this out, it needs to be attainable.
1: Yeah I think uh, you know attainability and realistic are hand in hand I think you know I've talked about it before on the show as I spent years overweight and a lot of the problem I think looking back was that when I would set goals I would set unrealistic goals um, or goals that maybe were more realistic when I was younger and had stayed in fit in the fit state. And then I would try to go back to that and I would just discourage myself. And I think, you know, a lot of, we have a tendency to do that by over setting extravagant goals. Um, You know, and I think it, it falls into a lot of areas of our life, but I think in fitness and trying to lose weight and stuff, you know, it takes so little time to get out of shape and get um, to a point where you are out of shape and overweight or, or whatever it might be or not as strong as you used to be. And I think that, um, you know, making sure that we are realistic with ourselves on what we can accomplish, it doesn't mean that you can't get back to that fine specimen you were years ago, but that's another stepping stone in the goal, right? It would be a, you may set goals to get to another better point and then move on and move on and move on. Um, so I think that, you know, just in my, in my past, I know that's an area I failed at before I was able to move into a situation where I am realistic and set attainable goals. And, um, you know, when I first started getting back into running, I've talked about, you know, I used super small small increments of exercise to build and build and build and eventually get to higher increments. So, you know, I used a mile for a week and then a mile and a half and two miles and then three miles and then two and a half and then three and built it up and built it up. Um, So I think that's a huge, huge point to remember when you do go to set these goals and whether they be fitness or anything, just be honest with yourself. Um, And, you know, as the years progress, if you continue to do these goals and and build on them, you'll be super surprised at where you end up over time. But remember, it takes a lot of time to, to um, kind of build into those situations you want.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing with the attainable piece is, I often look at that like, do I have the time in my life right now to devote and truly commit to this? You know, because, you know, obviously depending on what your goal is, you know, some stuff is going to take more time than others. But when we start talking about gym related or fitness or, you know, athletic type stuff, a lot of times we are looking at maybe a little bit more time than some of our other goals. Um, And some goals may take even more. You know, maybe you're wanting to complete a college degree or, you know, whatever. There the the number of things are limitless, right? But that's where the attainability comes in. Really, do I have time? Is this is this going to fit in my life right now? Um, and then the, the next one is realistic. So to me, these two kind of clash a lot. I mean, as we're talking about attainability we start talking about realistic expectations yeah. a lot and you know for me when i start looking at the realistic piece i start looking more at my burnout am i am i gonna have the overall capacity to do this so attainability i often correlate with time realistically i start looking more at my capacity uh, just internally right like mm-hmm am I going to be able to accomplish this truly? Um, And do so without being burnt out. And remember, we kind of talked about this earlier, but you can always overachieve your goals too. Um, And if that happens, like Josh mentioned earlier, you can just reevaluate or reassess your goals. I mean, you can shoot above and beyond whatever your original goal was if you find that necessary and and realistic once mm-hmm. you're moving through this or you can just adjust down and make it fitting to still maintain and reach the originally set goal too so
1: yeah i think that in in your burnout point is is a great example because i think no matter what we're going to burn out even if you you can fine tune diagram and, you know, have the perfect goal in the world, eventually you're going to get tired of it. Um, And I think that that's a great place to put that under realistic because you have to be realistic with yourself on where you are at that point. And, and, you know, I think at times you have to accept that in order to do better and accomplish my goal, I might have to take some steps back. Um, You know, a good example of that for me is uh, back in November, I did another hundred mile race, and I, I came home, and I've I've pretty much taken a month off of really any fitness. I mean, I would walk here and there, and uh, but really was listening to my body and understanding that you know I have lofty goals for this coming year in twenty twenty two, and with different triathlons and endurance rides, and um, it was really a point where I and it, I struggle with this just normally. Not whenever I, anytime my body needs a rest, I have a hard time, but I took the time and now I'm working on, you know, getting back into that shape and, and timing it out and outlining my goals. And, um, you know, when do I start doing these fitness trainings and when do I start pushing a little bit harder? But the amazing thing is that even though it's painful for me to rest, the rest is going to push me even further in the next year on uh, what I'll be able to do and I'll be able to perform even better. And I think that when you can realize that and be realistic with yourself on, this is what I need, even though it's not what I want, um, it can do leaps and bounds for you and your goals. And I think, you know, that's probably where we fail is where we get so burnt out that we can't even think about doing it again or or working on it again. And, um, you know, maybe it's not a month, maybe it's a day or two, maybe it's a week, but just taking a little break and then coming back and really you know, blossom your mind and your thought and your focus on it. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think there's something that can be said to for not overdoing it, right? Because it's one thing to push yourself and to stay motivated and to drive through all these things and you know overcome obstacles and and what have you. But there's a fine line, right? Because if you start to overdo it, then that starts to impact you in other ways. You know, whether it's with work or school or your home life or what have you so i think being realistic as, as to what our capacity actually is and and not overdoing it because i think what happens a lot of times is we do overdo it and then it it burns the joy out yeah it's not just simple burnout of of that particular thing but if we find ourselves constantly being burned out from all this stuff that we're pushing ourselves to do because we're simply overdoing it then you might find yourself not wanting to set goals for yourself at all. Yeah. So I think you got to kind of tread lightly with it and and really be self-aware as to what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it, and and what the overall outcome should be.
1: Yeah, and that's the big thing is self-awareness, making sure that you know what you can handle, what you can't handle. And sometimes that's really hard for people. I think that, you know, even in the years I've been alive, it's, it's something I've learned the hard way because I just kind of have that personality of, I'm full on or I'm full off and kind of finding that, that midpoint. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that struggle with that and uh, it's just, it really is just learning yourself and taking the time to, to kind of have a little grace with yourself. Yeah, most definitely.
0: And the last one um, for smart goal is, is time bound or timely. Um, and this is um, really just comes down to um scheduling out everything, making a plan, um, and, and setting up some like milestones, um, so that you're kind of setting yourself up for success. And this kind of goes back to, you know, the measurability, um, and what have you, where maybe you're talking about quarterly, right? So if we go back to that original, I want to lose weight, 20 pounds is the the goal I'm going to try and lose in the next year. So you got, you could set it up as five pounds per quarter, um, and, and go from there. But, um, it's, it's really a way that you're setting this up that in this next year, right? The milestones are the big thing. You know, the measurable piece of it is just making sure that there is a way to measure it. But the time bound piece is really, truly setting up those specific mile markers so that when you get to, you know, from point A to B, okay, let's check in, see where we're at. Right. And, and make sure that we're staying on track because we know I got four quarters in this year and come the end of the year, I want to be at that 20 pounds lost. Mm -hmm. And, and so it allows you to kind of just keep checking in. And, and then that's where the measurability piece aids back in with the time bound piece though, because you can actually check those mile markers that you're setting for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, it's very beneficial. And then, you know, an example, let's say you lose your 20 pounds in three quarters of the year. Well, then you go all the way back, right? Then you got to rebuild the goal. So you start back specific. What, what am I going to do to keep the 20 pounds off and then redraw it out, retrack your progress and build that. And it just keeps going and going and going. Once you, you know, that's where, you know, we see people lose weight and then we see people get big again. We see people lose weight. We see people get big again because they hit the goal and then they're done. Right. Instead of what's the next piece of this? Well, I better build another goal on how I'm going to keep this weight off. Yep. Or how I'm going to do X and but just keep going.
0: You just brought up one of the most important things with this is what do we do after the goal? Right. Yeah. Because I think that that's exactly it is people – yes, I completed my goal. Everything's awesome. Now I can take a break or, or they're just like, they don't know what to do. But I I know some people will reset another goal, which is great of maybe losing even more weight. You know, maybe they got their 20 pounds off and they're like, well, maybe I could stand to lose another five. And that might put me right where I feel at my best or whatever it might be. Right. But I think oftentimes people forget about just simply maintaining say that 20 pounds was right on the mark. That's where you're, you're happiest. You feel good. Um, you've been successful. You got it off, but let's keep it off. Mm -hmm. And, and that can be a goal too is how am I going to maintain now? Maybe I can back off a little bit. I don't have to go so hard in the paint, but how am I going to keep it off eating healthy, you know, maintaining my cardio, what are some good workouts? Things like that.
1: Yeah, and I think like that's a huge part too. Is when we look at the burnout, um, there's adjustments that have to be made. If you're if you're working to lose weight or if you're working to maintain, you know, the workouts got to change. And um, you know, I think that's part of keeping yourself excited too is just altering those as you go through. And when you get bored, do something new. Exactly. And while you're going
0: through your goal, though, um, we kind of want to do. Uh, Come full circle and talk about some things just to keep in mind to keep you focused and keep you on a successful track while you're going through whatever your goal or resolutions are. Um, and one of the first and most important to me is having good supports and good accountability partners. Um, I found this to be so helpful in so many different areas of my life um, with various goals that I've tried to attain because. and and Josh has been a big part of this with a lot of them is just somebody to kind of bounce this stuff back off. I mean, we'll do competitions on our watch for fitness related stuff. We'll check in. We're constantly talking about. So when Josh comes over or we hang out or whatever, I can almost count on the fact that he's going to ask me what I've been doing or what have you. And so it keeps me during my weeks wanting to try and do stuff so that when I have to kind of report back to him, cause I know he's going to ask me, then I can report something back. That's hopefully positive and not kind of a, you know, down in the dumps answer or something that not necessarily embarrassing, but you know, that, that will make my buddy like excited for me. It's yeah, a good and I feeling. Think,
1: I think that's an important part is finding somebody that, that you actually want to be accountable to or enjoy or that you know is going to support you. Because I think a lot of times, um, you know, especially with the gym is a good example, but anywhere in life, I mean, you, we find these people that we choose or decide to be maybe they'll support me or they'll work with me and then they fall off. Um, so I think it's really important to find someone that's going to push and, and and work with you. And keep going. There's gonna be days where it's not gonna work, and they're gonna not really do what they need to do. Um, but they're still gonna be pretty, you know, consistent on on supporting you and, and doing what you know, doing the workouts that you're doing. Um, along with that, though, I think for success is that you got to know that, or have the strength at some point. If if you do have a support partner or accountability partner that's not helping motivate you, then you got to get out there and find another one. Yeah. And
0: that's, that's a huge bit too, is kind of like finding a good method to track your progress mm-hmm. and, and keep things going. Um, you know, I've, I see, especially with fitness related stuff, it's easy to come back to the fitness side because that's so many people set those goals. Oftentimes that's been my goals. Um, so I do apologize that a lot of this keeps directing back to fitness, but there are ways to do this outside of the fitness realm too and they should still all apply in the Mm -hmm. most, most part. Um, but manually tracking, I I see a lot of people at the gym, they've got their notebook and they're manually literally writing everything down all their sets, the number of reps, how much weight, whatever. Um, I don't have that much time typically. So I use a, a digital app. Um, but there's so many different ways you can track your progress through apps or manual means, um, or even by other means too, like um, Apple watch or Mm -hmm. other fitness watches or smart watches. They've got many different ways to track stuff, you know, like, I, I know my Apple watch will even tell me to breathe sometimes, which is nice, you know? So
1: Yeah, it's good. And I think that those help with, too, the support and accountability because you can share info with your friends or family or whoever that person is to you. And um, I know it's been motivating to me whenever it no, lets me know, Logan finished a workout. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> I better get moving. <laughs> yep. But, you know, also being realistic with your goals and, and outlining them in detail so that you know you know, this is specifically where I want to get to, and then, you know, being able to to reassess those as they go along, and if you have a, a day that's better than, than another day, that's okay too. You know, just as long as you have the roadmap, um, that points you in the direction you want to go, and then has that you know stepping stones as you go through.
0: Yep. Well, and you just hit the nail on the head too. For one one thing, is that some days are going to be better than other days, and You have to be able to give yourself a little bit of grace if you do slip up. Just pick up where you left off the next day, and keep moving forward, and don't give up. I think that's one of the hardest things. Is I think that sometimes we just beat ourselves up because we're doing so good, we're doing so good, and then we miss a day, and okay, bummer, right? But sometimes we do need a rest, and that's okay. But if you just stay focused, you pick back up on the next day and and some days are going to be better than others and that is okay. If you just keep like trudging forward and and moving forward, you're going to be able to accomplish your goals, but you have to kind of stay focused and and don't beat yourself up. If you keep beating yourself up, you're just probably going to get down in the dumps and then you're probably going to start finding excuses as to why this isn't going to work or why you don't need to do this.
1: Yeah. You'll lose that excitement or joy or um, even if the joy is just the end goal. If you keep beating yourself up and aren't happy with yourself, it's going to tear you down in the long run. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that leads into our last point is that I'm a firm believer that anything worth doing is going to be painful. Well, no matter whatever aspect, if it's physically, mentally, emotionally, at some point, there's going to be pain involved and you're going to have to push through to earn what's at the end of that goal, right? Um, so I think that rem- remembering that immediate progress is not common, I think, in, in, in true goals that, that we have to earn and work through. Um, and that if you're not seeing instant results and um, it can be frustrating, but making sure like Logan's point that we're not beating ourselves up and we keep. You know, doing the best that we can at the time we can to uh, move forward and at least progress. Because I think that, you know, like human nature, we focus so much on the negative in situations that we miss a lot of the positives of, you know, you might, you, you know, especially with the weight loss goal, right? You're trying to lose weight, but you're working out more. So you might actually gain some weight before you lose some weight. Um, And that's just the body adjusting and, and to the new strains uh you're putting on it but i think that you know that's a good example of it might not go right at first but if we keep trudging through the path and, and pushing through those goals and and uh can find the positives and you know well maybe i'm 20 seconds faster on my run or maybe i'm lifting you know a pound more than i used to or whatever it might be those minor things are what are going to get you through if you can see them and not just see the negative of i'm not where i want to be yeah well, and I think one
0: huge thing to point out with with all of that is that if a goal were so easy that we could just attain it almost overnight, it probably would never have been a resolution or a goal to begin with. These things do take time. That's why we are often call it a new year's resolution, right? We're yeah. looking at the entire next year to accomplish this goal a lot of times. And um you know, though it doesn't necessarily always have to take that long either. But the point is, is that we're planning kind of a whole year almost to complete this. It is not going to happen right away. Mm -hmm. And it might start out very slow and it might start off so slow that you don't notice anything right off the bat. So keep that in mind because um, I think that's another place too. going back to the failure piece where, where people do start to kind of kind of burn out to fail because they're not seeing results as quickly as they might want to. So, well, everybody, I think it is time for the afterthought where we leave you with quotes, challenges, or other thoughtful moments. So this week, we're just going to ask everybody to just sit down and kind of revisit your list of goals or your resolutions for the year. Uh, Make sure that they're well thought out and that they're realistic and attainable. Apply that SMART goal criteria to your action list and kind of just let the fun begin. Don't forget to track your progress and find ways to hold yourself accountable.
1: And we'll leave you with a quote from Zig Ziglar. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. Again, that was Zig Ziglar.
0: Don't forget to check out our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Wellness Phenoms. Go subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on new episodes, and you can also drop us a review on the Apple Podcast
1: app. Alrighty, Phenoms, until next time, enjoy the journey and stay well.